One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. WCW was nuts. By the time we got to the year 2000, you would actually not know what to expect, including one episode of Nitro that basically had no wrestling on it. Yep, grappling went full-on sports entertainment. There were also occasions where matches ended dead in their tracks, and as ever, there's a wonderful story behind them all. So I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. It's free. And this is 10 moments that literally stopped WCW matches. Number 10, Brian Pillman goes full loose cannon. You knew this was a big deal because Tony Schiavone shouted out during it, this has absolutely broken down. Boy, howdy had it. Going back to Clash of the Champions 32, flying Brian Pillman was taken on Eddie Guerrero in what should have been a classic. Still not sure it'd be categorized as that today. Because by late 1995 and early 1996, Pillman had decided the loose cannon persona was what he wanted to throw himself into, and he basically did it without mentioning to anyone that he was going to do it. So when Eddie was on the offensive and Brian felt the need to back off, he went to the outside, grabbed Bobby Heenan to use as a human shield, and man, the brain freaked out. Suffering from a seriously injured neck that was so bad, Heenan had a no-contract clause in his WCW contract. As soon as Pillman grabbed him in his bad area he quite literally shouted out what the f he was so worried he left his position too and just legged it backstage and while he would eventually return guerrero throughout all of this was baffled both guys basically stood still as they waited to see what bobby was going to do and this is all anybody has talked about since and again when you remember the competitors i don't think that should have been the case number nine scott hall arrives no one remembers this but it is prime wrestling trivia knowledge what match was going on when scott hall made his way through the crowd and jumped the barrier on the 27th of May 1996 Nitro you were looking for the Mauler and Steve Dole and congratulations if you did get it and on this evening they were indeed booked to start grappling before stopping in their tracks when Razor Ramon hopped in the ring and started coming a promo I mean what must they have thought never forget this was a huge deal especially as it was pitched as if WWE was invading their competition and goof grief did it start a chain of events Dole would never wrestle another TV match with WCW again and soon after the Mauler became Mike Enos and actually hung around for a while Somehow he never joined the NWO, though. Which kind of says something. Number eight, Cyclopay and Hoovy's Slamboree standoff. A weird one, this, but yes, WCW Slamboree 1998 is home to one of the biggest pops in the company's history. With a battle royal to see who would challenge Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight title, the last two guys were indeed Cyclopay and one-time champ Juventud Guerrera. They shook hands before Juve eliminated itself from the thing, and this was genuinely confusing. This wasn't the Macho Man at the Royal Rumble. Why would he do this? As it turned out, it was part of a bigger ruse 
performance and a wonderful piece of storytelling by WCW. The big revelation was that this wasn't Cyclopay at all, and Dean Malenko was under the mask, a man who had been wrecked by Jericho, including seeing his family get destroyed by the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. The crowd lost their mind as it all came together as this match did slide to a halt, and if you haven't seen this, what are you doing? It'll make you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. Number 7, Halloween Havoc 98's main event cuts out. Well, this is one way to do it. While fans in the arena are allowed to keep watching Bill Goldberg vs. Diamond Dallas Page, those on pay-per-view were not. Because just as these two bulls were about to lock horns, their screens went black. Ruh-roh. The real kick in the teeth is that this didn't happen during Warrior Hogan 2, which is quite the sight if you've never seen it. And as ever, this was pure WCW nonsense. For you see, most of their pay-per-views went three hours, but as this one was pushed to three and a half hours, and nobody informed the broadcasters, well, you can figure it out. They just switched things off at 180 minutes, and nobody knew what the hell was going on. To sort this out, World Championship Wrestling had to re-air the whole thing on Nitro the following night, and Goldberg must have been pissed. This was one of the best matches of his career, and and every time you talk about it, there's a huge caveat hanging over the top. Whoopsie. Number six, Rick Martel guts it out at Super Brawl 8. Whoosh, this was no fun, but fair play to Rick Martel. He decided he was going to finish his world TV title match with Booker T no matter what, even if he got injured just four minutes in. This was bad too as Martel got held into the ropes where he tore a bunch of knee ligaments, and as you have guessed, this thing for a short while just stopped. Booker took a bump to the outside so everyone could see what the damage was, and it was so severe, we had to change all the plans. Because the stipulation to all of this was the winner would instantly face Perry Saturn, and as Rick was scheduled to win but now couldn't walk, well, we probably shouldn't do that. Instead, he called an audible to let Booker get the W, and I suppose WCW execs thought this was super enjoyable, because he then went on to win the championship too. Martel somehow went an extra six minutes in this, but seriously, if you ever watch it, you will see when the match breaks down, and how could it not... I'm amazed we didn't draw a line under it right away. Number five, Mark Curtis beats up a fan. Go and Google Brian Hildebrand if you want both a heartwarming and super sad story. Dude clearly touched a lot of people's lives, and after being told he was too small to make it as a wrestler, he became a referee, and in WCW at least, was dubbed Mark Curtis. As it turned out, his background was going to come in pretty handy on the 8th of September 1997 Nitro. For you see, Brian was officiating about between Dean Malenko and Psychosis when a stupid fan decided to rush to the ring. Don't do this it makes you an idiot. Because Curtis had been prepared for such events, though, he jumped on this dude, kicked him, and applied a front face lock as everybody stopped wrestling. Bobby Heenan also started calling this guy a moron, which he was, and it all ties into the fact that Hildebrand was a proper tough guy. This is another reason why we've kind of moved away from big people only. I'm sure Malenko or Psychosis could have handled this fall, but it's far better than they didn't have to. Number four, Double J lies down. I hate talking about this because it sucks. Whether it actually did stop the match too, I don't know because trying to figure out what the plan was is near impossible. Happening at the Bash of the Beach 2000, there was meant to be some sort of work shoot that saw Jeff Jarrett lie down so that Hulk Hogan could just pin him. This was all tied into the whole wrestling isn't real nonsense, but yeah, if you had gone there to see a match, you did not get it. You got whatever this was. Something definitely went over the edge as Hogan and WCW fell out badly after this when Vince Russo said some less than pleasant things about the Hulkster, but just go and look at the fans. They all look miserable and who can blame them? There's every chance this is your cup of tea too and more power to you, but I dare you to try and get through this entire 12-month period in WCW. And if you are able to do that with a smile on your face, it may just be you and you alone. Number three, Little Nate says nope. And talking of this madness, you can see the start of it back in April 1999 on Nitro. Kevin Nash was taking on Ric Flair, who at the time was the storyline president of the company, as everybody accused him of being unfit for office 
because he was nuts. Nature Boy decided he would prove everyone wrong by going bonkers on this show, stripping down and throwing his shoes into the crowd before saying he was now the president of the United States. It ended when Flair was cut off by men in white coats and I'm not making any of this up. And before all of this as well, we had that match and did we get a finish? <laughs> of course not. Because after Nash had smashed Rick with the jackknife, referee Charles Robinson refused to count the three, I think because he looked like Ric Flair, when gorgeous George ran out, knocked out Charles and sorted the pinfall. This was so sh- I don't even know where to start. But again, this is when WCW hit the insane button and refused to stop until it went out of business two years later. Number two, Hulk Hogan and the NWO. You can't pretend this wasn't one of the best moments in wrestling history, because it was, but it did just stop a match dead in its tracks. I'm not even sure we got an official announcement about what had happened. Going down to the Bash of the Beach in 1996, even when Hulk Hogan was storming to the ring, nobody thought he was actually going to join up with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. That's how babyface he was. It's even more well done because we knew there was a third man, but nobody would have put that on Hogan. But when he dropped the leg on the Matro Man Randy Savage, the world did indeed stop for a few seconds. Then when it started again, fans threw every piece of trash they could find right into the ring. The referee gets decked too, which I suppose justifies the lack of decision making. But this was all about the angle and therefore... Everything else just stopped. Number one, Sid's Shin at Sin. Well, this was horrible, wasn't it? Never go back and turn on WCW's 2001 Sin pay-per-view, as you'll have to watch what has to be one of the worst injuries ever. For some reason, Sid decided this was the night to add top rope maneuvers to his arsenal, and my gosh, did it go bad. He was trying to smash a boot into Scott Steiner's face, but instead he landed on his left leg, and the whole thing crumpled. It was so horrific the match was just thrown out, and what else could anybody do? Technically, Scott could have pin Sid, but that was not the point anymore. Everyone and their dog just wanted the master and the ruler of the world to get some help. Big Papa Pump just starts doing push-ups as assistance does rush to the ring, and all of this is horrible to see. It's a harsh reminder of what can happen in wrestling, and I would wish this on no one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.